Welcome to Vaginance. It has been a hot little minute, but we're back and we are here to talk about our year wrap up. We're talking about financial stuff that happened. We're talking about life stuff that happened. We're talking about depressing stuff that happened. And we're talking about some really cool stuff too. Um, so we're super excited to all be together in one room and talking to y'all, the vaginers. I'm Becca. <laughs> I'm Jules. And we're super excited to just get back on this horse. <laughs> clippity, clappity, really clappity, you clappity, were, like, clappity, It felt clappity. like the beginning to like a like a shitty reality dating show. <laughs> You're like, it's been a hot, we're back and we're hotter than ever. <laughs> we are hotter than ever now. We're going to go in that direction. I should have. <laughs> it's a huge regret. <laughs> Damn. Okay, so should we just like re-talk about shit that's happened yeah we're gonna we're gonna cover all I, of last year I, I can't remember what happened two days ago okay that's fine that's fine i i vote we do it in the format of um a misery session because i feel like a lot of people need a bit of a misery session to get some stuff off yeah. their chest and a joy session mm-hmm. and the order of those things is up to y'all cool love that <laughs> do we want to go misery first or joy first well, I do think if we can get the rights to Misery Business, it'd be an appropriate song to be playing right now because Paramore, y'all. But <laughs> I can start with some good news that I think I told Taylor and Julie, but haven't yet told Becca. Oh, shit. Is that there was a scary moment where I thought my dog was dying, but he's good. Oh. So he had cancer. He had a tumor removed, clean margins. And he's going back in Thursday for another checkup and getting his staples out. And the vet said, you're going to own this dog for a long, long time. And then my fiance broke down in tears for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right. So that's some good news is, you know, Aww. puppy's not dying. Sweet baby little Drax. So he just had a little spot on his shoulder, got it taken off, and he's fine. Yeah. But it was like, you know how when Zach had his... uh. It was like a huge scar. Yeah, I'm, there's a suspiciously similar big margins parallel. to make sure they get everything, and so he has 14 staples in his back. <laughs> um, but he should be okay. He does have another bump on his tummy, but all of his lab work is clean, mm. so they'll biopsy that when I go in on Thursday, and he might have to have that one removed too. But his labs are clean, which is a good sign. Good job, good job, Drax. Good job, Zach. <laughs> which I guess brings me to part of my misery track, which is Zach's melanoma diagnosis last year, which was very unexpected. Everyone go get a skin check. Mm-hmm. Um, he had only gone for a skin check because he was making me go for one. And he's the one who ended up with skin cancer and um, had to get that surgically removed. We got very lucky that it was caught pretty early, but he's now on the like every three month extreme checkup schedule and hopefully that holds and it's got a badass scar and he has a massive scar yeah, that shit's scary Misery and track. we all learned how serious skin cancer is yeah that shit's fucking scary everybody go get that is true like i had an aunt that had a skin cancer but apparently it's like a very common type of skin cancer it's like oh you just take it out no big deal i did not realize there are many different kinds of skin cancer and some of them are much more intense and aggressive than others and now we all know that mm-hmm. yeah seriously andy got checked like a couple weeks ago because of that Good. This makes me so happy. All came back all clear. Yes. Love it. Phil also got checked, so 
that brings me to my misery update where I made an appointment to get my general checkup, which is good because of all the reasons of us aging, whatever. Um, but my hot doctor no longer works at no. the <laughs> She fucking got another job or something. Now Wait, I just didn't tell terrible you? uggo. Like, they, usually she, they'll she tell did. She messaged me, but okay. I wasn't looking at my yeah. app. And then I, like, went to be like, I'm going to go do my yearly checkup and do all my things. And I was like, where's Veronica? Where is she? <laughs> and then I, there was a message from her she, where she was like, hey, just an update. I'm leaving. And I was like, no. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the big. That was the misery. <laughs> no one that hot can stay in one place. I know. It's true. It was too mm. good to be true. Mm. Fine. I mean, you did get to see her like three times in one week when you I first did. started going. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, that I was, pretty sure she thought I was talking. <laughs> Only slightly. But yeah, no. So now I just have a normal doctor. I mean, she seems cool, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. Other, anyone else misery news? Yeah, just being a homeowner is hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's got its perks, but also it's just hard sometimes. Yeah. It's stressful. Is this just because, like, is the AC in the back house what's making you feel down? Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, an Airbnb is a lot of work. Yeah. I knew it would be, but, like, it is a lot of work. It's just so much easier to have tenants. And so kind of leaning back towards the tenant route just because, like, it's a lot of cleaning and a lot of, like, communicating with people you've never met before who don't understand basics of how doors fucking lock and, like, holding their hands for, like, really dumb shit and it's just like I just get tenants I don't want to people are stupid I think we forget sometimes yeah but it's a problem and the yeah. spreadsheets aren't showing like it being worth it so mm. that's another one of my miseries now let's go going around the circle right <laughs> I did mine you're up Julie <laughs> okay um the one of the other terrible things last year was giving to CPR to my dying neighbor and oh. then her passing away. That was a, that was a mm. shitty day too. That's bad, yeah. Yeah, that was really bad. Next, you kind of throw out some trump cards. Here <laughs> it was a hell of a year. So anybody who's upset about the podcast uh, not getting edited for a while, I am sorry, but also suck it. <laughs> <laughs> 12 are loyal fans yeah. suck it I suck have a it. lot of angry messages on Instagram <laughs> where the fuck are y'all we're back we're back we're back guys we are motivated Becca more misery got any misery it feels very relative in this moment yeah <laughs> no no I, I like the Fair hot point. doctor has left that that type of misery is great um, the hot doctor has left the building <laughs> Give me a minute to f- think about that. I don't know if I have an immediate. Well, I mean, last year for you was like pretty much pretty up, uh, pretty up right? Yeah, I had a dope year. <laughs> you had a pretty good year. We're excited about the joy track for <laughs> for Becca. Um, and like then I feel like the the miseries have been surmountable. Um, mm-hmm. My house is officially worth less than I bought it for, so that's a good feeling. It's a good feeling watching the market go down like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've been too scared to look at mine. Don't don't do it because yeah. it's you know it's temporary. Yeah. Unless but, you're gonna sell it, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I understand that that does not feel great. Yeah, because I get like updates messaged to me from our uh, lender, and I'm looking at like please please stop. 
Please stop. I just don't want to know. <laughs> My email ever is like, your neighborhood is cooling fast. <laughs> 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 Yeah. yeah. I just keep telling myself, like, well, they don't know that we did updates. <laughs> Our house is amazing. But then also Redfin emails me. I was like, Becca, you could sell your house for this much less than you bought it for. You want to do it? <laughs> <laughs> you want to lose a bunch of money this year? <laughs> but they also don't know how many, like, bedrooms my house. They only know my location and my square footage. And they don't know that we took the carpet out. <laughs> we replaced it hey. <laughs> really amateurly with luxury vinyl plank flooring. So <laughs> all, all of this is true. Algorithms do not have all of the data. The market is down a bit. But yeah, algorithms are not quite all knowing. They're not all knowing. As I can attest to the fact that they still thought this house for a very long time was a 3-1 shack worth like 200K in Austin. So. <laughs> Hey, let them think it. You know, taxes are brutal. That's that's what I yeah. I was riding that out as long as I could. Lock in, lock in lower property taxes this year, everyone. I got a really depressing um, update from my mortgage lender. Who it, I mean, I knew it was going to happen, but I still like was hoping it wouldn't. Where they were like, "Oh, by the way, we're going to adjust your mortgage payments on your new house because we." drastically underestimated how much property taxes we're going to pay. Oh, no. So now it's going to be like $400 more a month. On your new house? Yeah. Wait, how did they get the taxes that wrong? Well, it's because the people who are paying the taxes had exemptions. Had exemptions because they were older that like we didn't have exemptions for and like um, don't say the name of the lender, but my lender... Uh, and a lot of online lenders don't take into account like things like that when they're estimating uh, payments. Mm. They just look at like the previous history and don't take Got any of that it. into consideration. So like we knew that they were wrong and that it would eventually go up. We just like let them do it so it would be lower payments up front and then we knew like we'd have to pay Thank more God. later. So we're paying probably closer to what y'all pay. Well, for us, our like the taxes that our previous owners paid were so comically low that they they like it was we paid like five or six times what the original owners paid in our taxes, but all of that is excess for the years that for the months we owned it last year, so that we just have like excess money in our escrow account. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so your lender estimated more correctly or overestimated for you oh because we had different lenders yeah i was thinking we had the same no yeah okay okay got it yeah your lender tends to put a lot of extra buffer so that you don't get a bill later on or that big increase in payment yeah so we also escrowed a lot extra got it i was thinking we had the same one and Mm. i had a tiny heart attack but i'm on board now no 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 um, so that brings us to some other news about some house purchases last year. Yeah, we're like yeah, swimming in houses. Happened <laughs> swimming in them. Um, yeah, I I bought a house. Me and Andy bought a house. Woo! Which if that, that was a long road. Yeah, if you've been it following happened. along for the journey, where can they find your um, Instagram house repair Instagram? Oh, follow at. ATX Renovate. It is a private account now, so you won't be able to see it. Uh, But yeah, uh, we bought a 1978 house in North Austin, and we Zach 
Well, okay, here's the thing. Taylor and Joey bought a house in the neighborhood that we bought a house in first, which made us look at this neighborhood. And then we saw the neighborhood and we're like, this neighborhood's fucking cool. And Zach was tooting its little horn. (laughs) Tooting its little horn. And yeah, we like immediately really vibed with the house in the neighborhood like a lot. And we have this neighborhood on a semi like... We have a, it's a little neighborhood, but we are on the like main street, which makes us feel important. So like when the Halloween parade goes by, they go by our house and we love that. And everyone sees our inflatable Christmas Harry Potter at Christmas. So it's meeting all of our needs. You know, we made a, we did a whole, we did two months of full DIY renovations where the people in this room were extremely critical to make that happen. I would say, I think you were critical, critical. like you were critical of your renovations. (laughs) Y'all were. No, no, critical Critical of, of. not critical Uh, to. (laughs) They were hyper judgmental of all my choices. Hyper critical. Becca, this looks like shit. Goodbye. (laughs) It could have been fun, but because of everyone in this room, it was super lame. Um, No, everyone helped so much, and it was so great. And now we live there, and we love it so, so, so much. And that is a joyful, lovely update. And now I just want another house. I want to buy one in Lockhart, guys. Or Taylor. I feel like buying houses is like getting tattoos. Totally. Where like you can't really afford it, but you like the rush of getting another one. Like you get one, you're like, when's my next? Even though it's like (laughs) easily the most, like one of the worst feelings of my life was buying a house. Very very tattoo. Yes, it is. (laughs) It's extremely painful while you're getting it. Yeah. And then you forget about all that pain and you want another one immediately. Yeah. Good metaphor. It's like the endorphin rush of it, like being done like you go through the hell of finding a house and then the extra hell of being under contract and just waiting for the other foot to drop and then you close and it's done and you're locked in for life with this fucking thing (laughs) and then you're like okay and it's that endorphin rush and you're like gotta get another one yeah you're like oh maybe a new one maybe i need a new house now maybe i don't like this maybe this house is old i need a backup interesting to me maybe i've gotten used to it and it's a little boring (laughs) yeah but yeah so and taylor and joey got another house and Zach and Julia in our house. And Zach and no, Julia. No, that was that was technically the year before. Oh, I think. Yeah. Really? I can't yeah, I remember think, time. I think the podcast knows about mm, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know how time works. I know. Yeah, I our know. fans. What do we call our fans? Vaginers. What? <laughs> 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 it's like the first I've ever heard that. But okay. It's official now. <laughs> To all those listening, you may now warmly call yourself you, you vagina vaginers out there. Vaginanciers? Yeah, was, how do you fin- financier? Fi- vaginanciers? Vaginanciers? Vaginanciers. No, vaginers. <laughs> it's absolutely more accurate. Oh my God. Mm. Okay, so we both bought houses in the same neighborhood five minutes apart from each other. Yeah, and we're going to buy e- ATVs. We're going to buy ATVs and it's like obnoxious yeah. people just driving back and forth. <laughs> yeah, because if we were going to stay on the street, we'd get golf carts, but we intend to go over people's lawns. Well, you, you have a green, you also have a green belt in the neighborhood, yeah. so you can just. We're going to drive as go. the crow flies <laughs> to each other's house. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, good times. There's some new dogs in the vaginance community now, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We got a dog. Yeah. Yeah, we got a dog too. 
Because we when haven't filmed you... since we got a dog. Wait, I was like, when did you get Churro? April of last what? year. This is crazy, guys. It's, it's been a year. And it has been a year. Uh, a lot has happened. Two more dogs are in the family. Yeah. Two more dogs. Two more houses We birthed the two more dogs. <laughs> Bought two more houses. Really settling down in our old age, you know? Yeah. <laughs> our, our geriatric. Having, having families. <laughs> yeah. No one's had a baby, which like if this oh, was a sitcom, there'd be I a mean, lot more babies involved. Oh, Joy Track. Zach got a vasectomy. Uh, that's amazing. So soon I will go through the misery track portion of getting my IUD removed. Mm. But, but then, then but then, enjoy. I don't have to get it replaced. That is That's such. Joy. When are you gonna? Do you have it scheduled when you get it removed? No. So after a vasectomy, they have to do like a couple of samples just to make sure. And I'm not rushing that process. Yeah, for real. Wait, we should record. I got engaged this year. Oh my last god! Year. Wait, me too. I. Was Wait, that because January that was, of last year? Yeah, that is crazy. That's yeah. Well, that's some happy news. One year anniversary of being engaged, and still haven't figured out the wedding plans, but those will show up eventually. <laughs> they just organically will happen. It's just gonna happen. Yeah. There's not gonna be any fighting about it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that's good manifestation. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. essentially. Oh, I'm engaged. Me and Andy got engaged. Yay! Yay! <laughs> It's very exciting. It's very lovely. He's a dream. Um, but yeah, Taylor was stressing out because I had that same. Uh, I was saying, yeah, we got to play a wedding or something. I don't know. It'll happen. And she's like, no. Girl, <laughs> this November. We you have need to my plan. help. We are planning this. And it is true. I do. So, yeah. When I come back from the Galapagos, we are going to sit down. Uh, like when we both have a full day. And we're just going to plan everything out. We'll do it. <laughs> You're going to make so many choices on my behalf. I, can I can't it. wait. <laughs> I'm going to Val Ward you so hard. <laughs> when I come back from the Galapagos is like such a sexy line. <laughs> when I come back from the Galapagos. It also sounds like a phrase like. It's like not not when you're literally in the Galapagos. It's right. like when you have time. Like when, when you I get send, back from the Galapagos, we're gonna right. go out to dinner. When you like like when you say like we're sending the dog to the farm, you know, yes. it's like you're not actually sending them to the farm. Yes. What? Ooh, this is <laughs> <laughs> this this must be a phrase for us now. When I get back from the Galapagos, yes, yeah. like we when shit comes when shit comes down, but fancy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Put it on a tank top. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. That, that'll be another phrase. Make note it. Crop top. That's Crop top. What I was trying to say. Yeah. Note it. Someone no. flag it. Note it. Timestamp delete for later. <laughs> Copyright. Um. Yes, I'm going to the Galapagos on Thursday. That's very exciting. And we're going to swim in the ocean. Mm. Hopefully, not get murdered by volcanoes or sharks. Mm. Which is a possibility. Right, but if you're going to go, like, not a bad way. I was like, to the Galapagos? Or you're going to die. Like, would you rather die to a painful death or just volcano? Uh, man, I don't. But it's a fast pain. I bring being burned alive is not ideal. I'm not saying it's ideal, <laughs> but being contributing to like you know new for island formations, maybe that's Ooh. fine. But yeah, no, we're really excited. I think with just everything 
this already, I mean, this is not like last year. This is now 2023, but already this month has started off rough. So (laughs) I think going uh, on vacation will be a great way to kind of get away from everything. Anyway, yeah, lots of, lots of, but last year, what was like, any, any, so what else happened? Bought a house, got a dog. We went to West Texas. We all, yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. We, well, we both got COVID. But it was so Mm -hmm. fun. Mm -hmm. Different Mm -hmm. times, but Mm -hmm. both got COVID. I got COVID. I got COVID. We all got COVID. (laughs) Yeah. It held out. We all held out, or not all, but I was like, but it didn't almost kill me this time. Yeah. That is the bright side. Um, yeah, I was, I was pretty miserable for like three days and then I just felt like normal flu sick Yep, for about a week and then I had a cough for like three months. That's exactly what happened to me. It was like sick, sick for three days, normal sick for a week and then a cough for like a month. Yep. Yeah, I, me and Andy had to miss the vaginance and vaginance trip to West Texas in this like hilarious timing of things because <laughs> we still don't know where I got COVID but I started feeling a little weird like five days before we were supposed to go and I tested and I had COVID and I was like that's okay we can still do this according to the CDC <laughs> we can go <laughs> and then three days later Andy tested positive and I was like guys how do we feel about having someone who actually has COVID on this trip <laughs> I was like I'm fine with it <laughs> We're in bubbles. <laughs> yeah, so we didn't go, but it was it we we got really into ER instead, which was fine. <laughs> oh yeah. That was the <laughs> for months. That paid out for months for you. It did. Yeah, we got through we're in season twelve. We're not, we're not done yet. But. Oh, and then wow. I got I got Beck and Andy for their engagement <laughs> gift. I got them a cameo from one of the actors from ER. <laughs> and it was so fun. Mackay Pfeiffer? Mackay, I need to look up his name. Yeah. Um, and it was his, it was a really oh. awesome cameo because it was really long. And he was like, I heard y'all were big fans of the show. You know, I'm in other stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> y'all can <It> look so funny. <laughs> maybe look at something that isn't like, ER. <laughs> you know, check out my other stuff. <laughs> anyway, like he like didn't know how to end it. Like he like it was so fucking funny. It was, was amazing. Just like, yeah, uh, you know, I've been married. Uh, you know, just communication, communication, Aww. and you know, like. <laughs> uh, there's also some new careers, jobs, situations in the group, right? Some um, some promotions and some mm, new jobs entirely. Yeah. 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 So I could start with that. Um, I took a month off of work and got a new job in a higher Woo. position, Woo. which has been both great and extremely difficult at the same time, because uh, it turns out when you take a higher position, it's hard. <laughs> so dealing with a little bit of that, you know, mm. it being hard part, <laughs> mm. but uh, it's it's nice to make money, so... They they really make you work for the money. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, in the prep for this podcast, there was a question that was like uh, career highs and lows. And I wrote career high, new job, yay. Career low, new job, boo. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Just for jobs. I'm definitely grateful to have the job that I have now. It's super cool. And uh, the company I work for is really awesome. 
so far and I'm really loving the people that I work with, but it is very hard. I also have re-entered the corporate world for the first time in many, many, many years. Woo! Uh-huh, uh-huh. Sell I... that soul. Sell that soul. <laughs> sell that soul. They're paying me enough, so I'll sell my soul. No. <laughs> um, the company I'm working for is amazing, and a recruiter had reached out to me last summer. I looked up the company, and I was like, oh, this is actually super interesting. I'll have a quick chat and see and I loved the recruiter and I loved the company. And then within a week, I'd had all of my interviews and an offer in hand and it was a pretty good offer. So now I work for the man. Mm. <laughs> Feels and so I, good. I, I have health, health insurance. insurance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's say there was some good motivation last year between Zach's health situations, my health situations. I was very happy to have just a little more security in life mm-hmm. for a while. So, yeah. Health insurance is definitely a tether to having a corporate job for sure. Mm -hmm. That is true. Which is unfortunate, but yeah, it's it's a fucked up it's a fucked up system in this country for sure. That your access to basic things like healthcare are tied, and even like retirement accounts are tied to jobs or spouses. It's because it's the government's way of keeping you fucking working. Yeah, yeah. For them to pay taxes, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's bullshit. I agree. It's like, how do we get all these worker bunnies just keep turning out work (laughs) until they die? Take away their medicine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So the good news is I do really, really, really like my job and my company and my colleagues are amazing and I'm I'm very happy. So it's like the least corporate-y corporate company ever. So I think I see a a pretty long tenure there. That's awesome. Yeah. And we're all very excited for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. One of the things about my job is I'm used to being maybe not the smartest person in the room, but at least like feeling somewhat smart, like I know what's going on. And in this new job, I feel like everyone is smarter than me. And I'm like, how do they know this shit? Where did they where did they learn this shit from? And how long have they been doing this? And how are they so good at it? And like, am I supposed to know this? Do they think that I know this? <laughs> like, should I know this? Do I need to secretly go learn some shit? Like, and that's kind of intimidating. That's a good spot to be in, though. I'd rather be in that room than the room where you're the smartest one and you're frustrated by all the dummies around you. That's true. You that know? does suck. <laughs> uh, they both have their pros and cons. <laughs> true. True. Very true. Uh, How many times did you get promoted last year, Becca? I feel like it was a million. at least four or five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still a massage therapist and I fucking love it. Um, I still work full time and then... I have my private practice, and I'm still somehow teaching yoga, guys. I don't know how that's (laughs) happening. But yeah, I definitely achieved some financial goals this year that I genuinely didn't think were possible in body work. Um, The place I work full-time has made some amazing changes that with the intent of making massage a long-term career option for people and making it sustainable, like my healthcare is paid for, which is amazing. Um, and we went tipless, which means that there's like our rates increased, but there's no gratuity to add. You don't have the option to add gratuity. Um, and instead our rates, like our wages increased. And so now our guaranteed income is much higher, which makes a huge difference in what we can assume we'll be bringing home every month or every two weeks and when you apply for mortgages because 
when I was applying, when we still were taking tips, um, it was just really hard for the lender to make the numbers work because they're like, okay, so we can assume you make this kind of, but there's like no evidence. And especially if you don't track your cash tips, um, the way that, of course, all patriotic Americans do, um, (laughs) there's just not a good record of this stuff. Anyways, so when me and Andy applied together, it was so much easier because I had guaranteed income and Anyways, service industry going tipless. I'm a big fan. I know that's controversial. I know not everyone in the service industry feels that way, but it has made a huge difference for me. That's actually a really good point because you don't really see like the other side of that, of like how it can be a really good thing Mm -hmm. because, you know, in the short term, it looks like it's it looks shitty because it's like, oh, I have to report my tips and then. Like, I'm going to be taxed on that and blah, blah, blah. But when you look at the long-term effects of it, it's like, yeah, but now if you show increased income, you can apply for things like loans and you can get, you can buy a house and you can, you can buy more, you can have more assets and build more equity if you actually are able to report your full income in a way that you can't if it's all like, you know, just cash and it's hard to track. And I think there's a certain awareness of the money you make. It makes a huge difference, too, because I think a lot of people, especially in the service industry, have a mindset like I did of like, oh, I'll never make X number of dollars because I do this. But if you but a lot of that's because you're not paying attention like you it's all it's really challenging to track how much money you're actually Mm -hmm. making if some of it comes in tips or if it comes in various streams. But if you have everything being tracked um, and everything super standardized, right, like, you know what you're going to get. Yeah, I think like it's a major increase in awareness of the money coming into your account, which can make a really big difference. Like. Literally, all my cash tips are just sitting in a plastic sack. It's my cash sack. (laughs) (laughs) It's no no longer just in shoes and cubbies and boxes. God. (laughs) It's also, no, it's mostly in the cash sack. So in that, I don't know. I guess all that to say is like, it's a different awareness of when it's in my Mint app versus when it's in my cash sack. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. But I know a lot of people, like, bartenders aren't huge on no tipping because the amount they can make, you know, downtown on a weekend during South By is just crazy if you allow tips versus if you didn't. But it's also, you know, it, it it's your giving businesses the opportunity to pay people two dollars an hour um mm-hmm. yeah so well joey's business does it in a way where they do allow tipping but it's like pool tips mm-hmm. That's so cool. it's all tracked and they disperse it evenly like throughout the week so people like bartenders that work on saturdays will share their tips with like bartenders that work on mondays and tuesdays so it all kind of like evens out to where people are all making good wages and they're not like competing for like Saturday slots and it doesn't like have this like you don't have this kind of like animosity between coworkers who are like well you worked like one Saturday and made as much as I did working like four days in a row so that's kind of a nice way to like be able to do um you know tip dispersion as well and that also like he doesn't have to worry about like tracking his tips it's all tracked Mm -hmm. for him and just you know comes out of the paycheck and or added to the paycheck every two weeks that's very cool so there's definitely different ways you could do it that you know actually encourage people to like right 
you well, know? Like in, in that example too, like the Joey example, it's not that the people working the slow shifts are doing less work. They're just doing a different type of work yeah. and there aren't tips tied to it. Mm-hmm, exactly. So at the end of the day, it is really unfair to them if they're doing like a lot of the grunt work and prep work that sets up for the busy yep. shifts, but not getting any of that value back to them. Yeah, that's a really good thing to point out. Like a good point as well, which Joey talks about all the time is like during the weekday when it's slow, you're doing so much busy work, like prepping a lot of shit, like making sure things are ready to go for the weekend. Like there is a lot of that work that goes into it. So you're still, yeah, you're still working hard. It's just a different type of work. Yeah. So it's really about like the team all feeling motivated to do the work on their shift because they're all getting rewarded Mm -hmm. for it. Exactly. Um, okay, so aside from buying homes, do we, do we have any big financial moves this year? We didn't do Taylor's job yet, but oh, then we should yeah. come back to that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I got a <laughs> the dummies at my job decided to give me a promotion that I didn't deserve. Whoa. Yeah, whoa. that is <laughs> absolutely not a comically false okay, statement. Scra- fine, fine, fine. Scratch it. Okay, yes. My job did give me a promotion, which is very exciting. Because you're a motherfucking um, badass. No, it's because I work too much. But that is well, true. that at least Uh-oh. they gave you a promotion for it. Yeah, at least yes. they're paying you for yes, it. That's true. No, my my boss is very lovely and fought very hard for me to get a promotion, and I did nothing to try to fight for a promotion. He was like, "You need to start building a case and like document it." And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And I just did it, and then he did it for me. Um, so I feel very lucky to have someone like advocate advocate for for me because he literally advocated for me and like did everything to get me promoted also you were you were so busy on so many projects you didn't have time to put a case together yeah yeah that was he saw that yeah you're amazing amazing thank you yeah i'm excited it feels weird i still feel like i have ptsd from like working in um like a gig economy for so long that it still feels like the ball's going to drop in any second, you know, where it's like, well, yeah, I've had this job for a year. That's about when I'd be wrapping up and finding a new gig, you know, because like literally the longest gigs would last like six to 12 months normally in my previous industry. And then like if you're lucky, maybe two, three years working like with the same production company, like on different projects, like getting pushed around to what, you know, one project to the next. And so it just like there's this constant like inconsistency and like change. And so I still have that like mindset that I'm used to because that's like all I've ever known with jobs. I've never had a corporate job until this one. So it feels very weird to like be there over a year and feel like, okay, like I'm nearing the end. Like this is the end, (laughs) you know, when normally it's like, oh, no, most people like stay at companies for like a decade or more. And that feels very strange to me. Like, that does not feel like that's going to happen. I'm like, well, they're going to run out of shit to give me eventually. Like, (laughs) people are going to stop buying houses. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so... And I don't know. and they're paying you like it's it's that like cadence situation in your industry change and also that they value and pay you a lot more in this industry too. Yeah. Which I think can also feel like when does this go away? This isn't real. Like I'm that. not used to this. Seriously though, because I also like I still have like crazy imposter syndrome and I don't feel like I'm worthy of like what I do get paid. And I also feel like I don't know nearly enough of like what other people know in this in the same like job that I have. So I'm always like, well, if I get fired or if they like lay me off because of like, you know, like things that are outside of their control, like 
I am so worried that I'm not going to be able to find another job doing what I do and getting paid what I get paid because I'm like, someone else is going to find out I'm a phony and that I don't actually know anything and I don't have a degree in this and like, I don't know what I'm doing. And like, I'm just going to go back to like making half that and like not knowing, you know what I mean? It's like all that like spiraling. Right. In spite of all the evidence to the contrary that you are actually exceptional at your job. And everyone at your work has told you that. I don't know. I feel like I do too much and then I like shoot myself in the foot, but it's fine. I'm like, every time I like tell people what I'm doing, they're like, that's way too much, dude. And I'm like, I know. I don't know why I did this to myself. Now I'm up at 2 a.m. finishing this deck. You know, (laughs) it's like. Well, you're also, I mean, I know you've been there over a year, but you're still like. Get, you're still like settling into a mm-hmm. whole new career so you're like figuring yeah. out how much is too much and like what's too much now maybe in six months is like so you know you'll have streamlined it or something where you'll just time manage better but this is still like I a hope new so. career that's what you know? i'm hoping you're, you're right and i do appreciate that it does yeah I, I feel like i i go if i don't like immediately like imperfect at something i'm like very hard on myself you know, it's like, no, like I like I should pick this up immediately, mm-hmm. but I don't give myself like any grace to like learn and like grow into something. I'm just like, I'm either good or bad and there's no black or white. You know, it's like there's no in between. <laughs> I think I'm feeling that a little bit right now. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Maybe in two years I'll be good at this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at the moment. It's yeah. Not feeling great. Yeah. That is when. So I'm halfway through my uh, my CFP course which is crazy my financial planning course theoretically maybe i'm gonna work in finance something something at some point anyways all that to say is like the idea of leaving massage where i'm like very good at what i do because i've been doing it for a long time into something else sounds horrifying like the idea of being new and maybe not awesome at something that's that's a big leap and I used to like that used to literally not scare me, but now that I'm old and I'm like decrepit <laughs> and I'm like turning into a stone, I feel like trying starting over and trying something new yeah. really is like it's it's hard stuff. Like I think that you know if you're able to do it a lot in your 20s, that's great because it got you ready for your 30s when it's a lot harder to do it. But it's very admirable when people are willing to be new at something, be willing to be bad at something or not amazing at something. Because at this point in our careers, we've all gotten really good at something. Mm-hmm. So to switch to something else is like big. Painful. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Painful. Well, and also you have more responsibilities, right? Like in yeah. your 20s, it's kind of just you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, let's try it out. But in your, th- you know, we have houses now and mortgages right. and like, kids are dogs <laughs> you know? and like partners that we like have to think about like you have a lot more mm-hmm. response and you're like also taking care of your aging parents and that's something that people don't talk about like you have a lot of responsibility in your 30s that you feel a little bit unprepared for yeah that people don't really tell you about in your 20s yeah. and then you're like oh shit like i'm trying to build a life for myself i'm trying to get assets i'm trying to like make more money and like do good in life and like set myself up for success. But with that comes like a lot of responsibility and like 
Well, Things at the same time, anticipate. trying to be a good person, like yes. it's impossible. Totally, totally impossible. <laughs> Though to be fair, I think they did tell us about this in our twenties, but we were just like, "Fuck you." Yeah, <laughs> true. We'll, we'll like, deal with it later. <laughs> they do, that's but they don't. Probably accurate. They don't like give you the tools, though. Yeah, that's true. They're, They're like, like just like you wait till you're thirty. Where's the fucking course in high school about like? how mortgages work and how the fucking stock market works. Like, they don't tell you any of that shit. And then they're just like, get a job, you fucking freeloader. You know? <laughs> One day like, in the future, what? all high schools will just have a course of called Vaginance. And they'll just play oh our podcast for oh my God. young, yeah. sprouting teenagers. That would be amazing and horrifying. <laughs> oh, my God. It'll just be a bunch of fucking, like, anarchist assholes. Fuck taxes, cash is trash. <laughs> <laughs> Our fucking healthcare system is garbage. Burn it all down. Burn it all it's down. It's a really angry class. <laughs> yeah. But hey, that's some pretty amazing news on all fronts, I think. Yeah. Despite the misery recap, there has been some really great stuff too. Yeah, pretty much like, yeah, a lot of life events, engagements dogs houses Mm -hmm. jobs jobs like everything yeah yeah financially i would say uh my net worth was completely stagnant from last year this year which i'm gonna call a win that's a huge win i guess (laughs) yeah i mean though when you consider how much money i made last year and that my net worth increased zero dollars that hurts a little bit but i'm still gonna call a win yeah I think mine went down about 75K um, between like owning a couple houses and crypto and whatever other investments we have. Um, And I'm still calling that a win. I feel fine about that. Yeah. Um, On the positive front, I'm pretty stoked about the fact that I have access to an HSA now. And I worked hard to max out the family HSA limit because I only got my job like halfway through the year. And it takes a month or two for different accounts to like open up for you to contribute. So I managed to get like $7,300 into an HSA. Nice. While the market was going down. And so I feel like I've, you know, got that money in there at a pretty decent time. Um, And then also managed to take advantage of the 401k match at my company, which isn't super great, but it's not bad. It's like three and a half percent match. So I put in 6% and then they... Is it 100% 3.5%? It is 100% of the first 1% and 50% of the next 5%. That's such bullshit, dude. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, your company's awesome, but that's bullshit. Yeah, that, that's like the worst part. Um, but my salary is really good, so it's still a good chunk yeah. of money. <laughs> um, and so managed to like get a few months of that, and I'm looking forward to having like that full match this next year. My new company has something that is new to me that I have not yet had to deal with until this job, which is they will not match me until I work there for six months. Vested. Oh, they won't even start. My vesting hasn't started yet. They will not contribute to my 401k until I have been there for six months. I have never. I mean, that sucks. Savage. So I've just not been contributing. I'm just going to wait. You're like, fuck you guys. (laughs) I mean, I'm like a credit card anyway, so... You're like, I only put in money that I get a match on on my 401k yes. at this point because I have other places I would rather invest my money. But if you're going to match it, then 
exactly so right now i'm like just not contributing to my 401k at all which feels scary for me because i just always do it but it's been a good opportunity to catch back up on paying off credit cards and like other debt and stuff i also opened up an hsa this year which i'm excited about i also started like saving my receipts Am I just supposed to save my receipts for the next 20 years? Yes. Yeah. I saved them yes. electronically, but yeah. So I've been scanning them. And I included like, You're I bought amazing. like some like, like period undies and tampons at HEB. And I'm like, I'm going to include that in my HSA. It'll receipts. say if it's HSA eligible. Oh, really? On products like that. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah or look. you can go on your HSA's website and that usually has like a whole list of things. And it's pretty expensive. Because right. so. it's like Advil and shit, right? Yeah. Like yeah. literally They're anything. pretty expensive. And it's yeah. massages. So keep your... Really? Yeah. I'll go back and make sure you're getting receipts for all your massages because those oh, are yeah. HSA eligible. Yes. Most for most Yeah. HSA. It's surprising how like broadly... <laughs> Like it covers a lot. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. So reminder to the listeners, in case you haven't heard our ten other uh, rants about HSAs, um, these are health savings accounts, and the unique factor about them is that when you have money in them, you can actually invest that money into stocks, and so that money you put in can actually grow and hopefully pay for some of your future healthcare expenses, and. When you put the money in, it is not taxed this year, so it lowers your lowers your taxable income for the year. And then if you have money left in there when you reach retirement age, it turns into a normal retirement account and you can withdraw that money also without paying taxes on it then. So it's the only retirement account that's like not taxed going in and not taxed coming out. And then if you have major medical expenses, you can submit the receipts for that and get a reimbursement from the account at any time as long as there are funds in it. And so the real key to this is saving up your receipts if you're able to pay for those medical expenses in cash. You just save your receipts for future years. That way you can invest the money and let it grow when you don't need to access it right now. You do not have to submit your expenses at the time that you actually have them happen. You can save them up. Yeah, I would say the only thing to like really consider beyond that is like if you're putting medical expenses on a credit card, Ooh. It might be worthwhile to use your HSA money absolutely for that, because mm-hmm. um, my instinct is to be like don't touch the HSA at all. But if you're getting like a you know MRI and it's gonna you have to pay out of pocket, it's like two thousand um, dollars. It might be worthwhile to just use that money and not try to save it for later. Correct, because credit yeah. card debt will be will much cost, worse. Yeah, yeah it will be it much will, worse. Mm-hmm. Credit cards will cost you more than you will make having that money invested. So if you can pay for the medical expenses in cash, that's fine. You don't have to touch the HSA, but otherwise don't feel like you can't touch it. Um, and HSAs are very different from FSAs. If you happen to have one of those, those are use it or lose it within the year. So don't think that you get to save that money up. Mm-mm. Love you all. <laughs> um, other financial updates now that I, I've done my HSA PSA the HSA PSA was great <laughs> um, okay other financial thing I had nope that was a health update not financial <laughs> did you mention your uh, net worth positive negative neutral let me take a little gander real quick um, you don't have to look if you don't if you're no, trying to be look. blissfully ignorant to that information <laughs> please I look at it constantly <laughs> okay if if we don't include my property, my net worth has increased this year. Impressive. Yeah. So 
with I the market the, in this economy in Becca? this economy i don't really understand i'm trying to that's why I was, what are you investing who are you investing in cash she's still got a lot of cash <laughs> yeah, that's, she's, that's why she's winning <laughs> it's just trash uh cash ain't trash cash <laughs> held very steady yeah. oh, that that that's that, your cash is gold <laughs> yeah that cash sack really paid <laughs> <laughs> the cash sack is worth pretty penny now <laughs> there's really not much in the cash sack guys um <laughs> don't rob that okay let's see do not you will be um disappointed <laughs> she, she's not as nice as we've all said she will kill you <laughs> so my cash has gone down three grand in the past year which is wonderful because that includes putting down the entire down payment of my house with i did that not it, me and Andy didn't split it i put down wow. the down payment and my investments went up fourteen grand. What? But I'm trying to figure you, out what, how. What? what? Are you genius? No, <laughs> I can guarantee you that's not the situation. Four hundred one k contributions. I mean, four hundred one k contributions, but I didn't put in fourteen grand. IRA, HSA. I I really want to figure this out. Because I want to know what's... a great money mystery. What is being yeah, successful? I'm mad about it. <laughs> no, it's wonderful. But I don't understand because I've exclusively watched my retirements go down. But apparently in a year, they've gone up 14 grand. Financial plans for this next year? Mm, I have what to get married. <laughs> <laughs> that does cost like, money. My goal <laughs> yeah. every year is to outperform my net worth increase of the year before. So I'm hoping that... Make, making my net worth more than increase more than zero dollars happens and that's where i'm setting the bar love this yeah with a lot of major life expenses that i know are coming up mm-hmm. like potentially as becca mentioned a wedding mm. Mm. that's a challenge <laughs> on the net worth front yeah it's, gonna, it's not gonna be pretty okay so are we talking about financial goals for this year yeah so or plans, I, plans. I, I want to finish the CFP program, at least the education. And by want to, I mean I have to because <laughs> it's a two-year program. Um, but I intend to actually do it, uh, intend to finish, and maybe take the test. Who knows? Um, that's a big goal. I won't make it. I'm not going to say it out loud as a goal, but I would like to buy another house um, just as an investment. I want to I want to buy like a little cheapo guy in Lockhart or Taylor um, or somewhere similar. Um, yeah, I want to get married to the love of my life, Andy, and provide a really fruitful life for our little dog, Churro. <laughs> Um, I like love being a massage therapist. I don't think there's a career shift for me this year, but we'll see. I don't know. Well, you are the most in-demand massage therapist I've ever met. So. It's true. <laughs> it is so true. I was like literally telling her today I felt honored to be like on a rotating, like one of her rotating clients is like a, like finding the holy grail. So we need okay. y'all's financial plans for the year. Um, I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> we are putting two units in our backyard um, that will hopefully be arriving March, April at the earliest. Can you um, move into them? Can you move into them? Maybe. Yeah. I would love to have you back over here. Then I can rent out all of my house. Yeah. We'll talk. Um, we'll, talk. we'll talk. Yeah, we'll yeah. Talk. yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's exciting. We do have a lot of like 
yard prep and we got to rip out our gardens and maybe pay for a retaining wall and grade the property and all sorts of stuff, upgrade the electrical. Um, so it's going to be a busy few months, but hopefully we get that running and those will be probably medium term. Can I also request that when you upgrade your electrical, you tell me how painful of a process that is? Absolutely. to know. Yes. Okay. So two new units, a total change of the, your, your, the scape of your yard. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, max out the HSA again, 401k match, keep my job. Mm. <laughs> I think that's my plans. Same. <laughs> yeah, same, 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 same. Write it out. Same, same, but different. Out. Yeah, write out the ruin of a, the market. Yep. Is my yeah, plan. yep, write it out. Despite desires not to have a job, try not to lose my job. I'll yeah. add that in there. Yeah, always. <laughs> yeah. I've been reading a lot of horror and dystopian fiction, and boy, those are not hopeful for our financial future. Tell you that much. Oh my gosh, I got Taylor and Joey. Uh, I'm going to post a picture of this. I need to post a picture on uh, our Instagram. I got him a book that said, How to Profit Off the Coming Rapture. (laughs) (laughs) It is so good. I'm stoked. I'm stoked to read it. (laughs) It's it's written satirically, um, but it's they like go through all of the chapter like verses, chapters or whatever of Revelation. And they're like, okay, so when the this happens, chances are bonds are gonna go high if the Antichrist backs them. So and it like gets really (laughs) deep into it's so god, that's amazing. Would recommend everybody. Hundred percent would recommend. (laughs) We could do a podcast over it. Okay. Everyone has to read (laughs) how to profit off the coming rapture and then we'll see what we actually want to (laughs) do. They're like, when the price of lima beans skyrockets. (laughs) (laughs) So anything else people want to talk about? We could talk about my pitch for our next episode. If you record it, we're committed. We should be committed. (laughs) It's a fucking great idea. Okay. In case anyone else wants to play along, Taylor was kind enough to get these fair play decks for everyone. And this started from a book, which I have not read, but I follow a lot of people on Instagram who are facilitators of this method of relationship negotiation. And basically, this is a deck that has cards that represent everything visible and invisible that goes on in your household all the time. And so it could have everything from like emptying the dishwasher to car maintenance to taking the dog to the vet or taking your kid to the doctor. And what you do is you sit down with your partner and you guys divvy out who is the most responsible person for those things right now. And then you use that as a tool to see things you may not have realized your partner's been doing. They can see things that they didn't realize you were doing. And then you kind of re-divvy up the cards, particularly they're like daily grind kind of cards which are those repetitive soul-sucking tasks. And you want to kind of split those as evenly as possible, whereas like the other categories of cards might be a little bit more disproportionate, just depending on what they are. Um, So would love if we all gave it a shot with our partners, sit down, do the initial thing, ride it out for a couple weeks, see how it changes um, how things go in your households. You can sit down and redo it again or like reassess. Um, Oh, and the other important thing is they have this like minimum standard of care that you guys agree on. So like if I'm going to hand off a task to Zach that I'm usually pretty particular about, I don't expect him to be as particular as I am. Um, But we come to an agreement of what like the minimum standard of care is that I'm fine with. 
And so I think that's like a really important conversation tool. So would love to have us all test this out for a couple of weeks and then record about it. I'm so excited to try this. Yeah, I'm a little anxious because I, I want to know what all the cards say. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do I do shit in my house? <laughs> well, you're going to find out. Yeah, I think it's going to be really There's one card I can see from the back that says unicorn space, and I really am curious as to what that is. Ooh, means. yeah. I think I think that's like making sure that each of you have your space to pursue like hobbies or soul-fulfilling things. Like it's not only about work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also about like making space for your partner. Cool. That's awesome. I yeah. love it. Thank you for buying this. Yeah, I think. It's Julie's idea. I just um, was like, I should do something for once. <laughs> <laughs> Let me buy these. It's <laughs> such a good idea. So I'm excited about that. Okay, episode, wrap up. Wrap us out. Okay. Um, Thanks for listening, y'all. We're back and we're hotter than ever. And we're just... (laughs) And so are you, vaginas. so are you. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for listening. (laughs) I want to go in. I want to participate in this. All right. We're back and our vaginas are hotter than ever. And by that, we mean our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> they are steaming. <laughs> it does sound like, like Canadian slang. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Thanks for listening to our year wrap-up episode. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Vaginance Podcast. Go to our website, vaginance.com. You can leave a little voice memo if you want to leave a little information about your year and maybe some stuff that happened. And we would love to hear it. We can play it on the next episode. Also, check out the Fair Play deck if you want to do this along with us. Grab it. See if you're vibing with it. And yeah, then you can listen to our next episode and see how our experiences compare. Or send us a voice memo before we even record. Yeah, do it. Tell us about it. Slide into those DMs. Whatever whatever fits your lifestyle. Uh, We love you very much. (laughs) And and we're excited. We missed you. We're excited to be back behind the mics. Goodbye. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> at Vaginance Podcast. Is that true? Is there an at Vaginance? I, I believe Vaginance Podcast. <laughs> Do we know the name of <laughs> our Instagram? Someone look up our Instagram. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> Vaginance Podcast. Okay, sorry. You killed it. <laughs> Where is that?